Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you, and it's a pleasure to have my guest today. I'm so excited to introduce Derek Freeland on the Zoom call, on the podcast today. And I just got to say, youth, motivational speaker, the leader of the I Am Free movement, getting things going. Derek, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you, man. My name is Derek. I am Free Freeland. I want to say, Ted, again, thank you for having me on an awesome platform. I'm really humbled by being a part of this experience. Absolutely. And I would love for our, our listeners to first be introduced to, to who you are, what it is you do, and uh, kind of just fill them in on exactly where you are right now in life and the things you're, you're working on. Okay. Um, Ted, I'm a youth motivational speaker and an author, and I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, just to sound on my story real quick, well, the biggest thing that happened to me in my life I would say that a traumatic brain injury, suicide attempts, and failure is what caused my success. Because you realize most people think that failures is negatives. Failure was the best thing that ever happened to me. A lot of dark moments helped me realize that on the other side of that is greatness. And failure is a stepping stone to success. And I realized the reason why I became a motivational speaker, I didn't have anybody who looked like me, talked like me, or sound like me tell me when I was younger that my dreams were actually possible. Your parents usually steer you away from the dream and say, hey, that's not realistic. Get a real job. Society wants you to conform. And that's why I created the I Am Free movement. What inspires us to free ourselves from the person that we you, you are normally are to get to the moment of life where we're the person that we need to be. And that can mean freeing yourself from all negativity, whether it's being in toxic relationships, being in toxic environments, this because you are the people that you surround yourself with. You are what you see on a daily basis. So that you can power the movement is teaching kids that, hey, you can become whatever you want to do based off of you and you'll yeah. be able to get to the next level. That's amazing, man. And I think a lot of our listeners will resonate with that because, I mean, hey, when we say no rain, no rainbows, I, I always sum it up as you know, life is hard, but it's worth the squeeze. And, and we know it's so hard sometimes when you're really going through the thick of things to keep your head up and, and keep pushing through that storm or keep pushing through the dark times and that adversity, especially when the storm's so, so thick, you don't know where you're going. But I think yes, when you sir. talk to kids, you hear so much inspiration and motivation. When you think of a child talking about what they want to be and they say, I want to be a firefighter or I want to be a president or, and they have these huge aspirations. And it's about somewhere along the lines, we lose sight or we lose confidence of accomplishing those major things and we settle into some, some basic roles in life. What do you think is that disconnect for some kids as they get a little bit older that, that pulls them away from those dreams? I think two major, three major things. One, I would say the word impossible. Mm-hmm. Two, I would say the environment that you're in. Three, I would say social media. Now let's just dive a little deeper. Yeah. When you think about the word I'm impossible when you break it down it's impossible people generally tell you that things are impossible based on them not able to being able to do it themselves or based on it's not happening yet but before anybody ran the four million mile it was thought to be impossible we fly on airplanes every single day that was taboo a hundred years ago so when you think about the word impossible i want every single listener to understand every single child that you can create anything before 
is because before anything was or currently is, it was first and I did the suit that I'm wearing, the mic that you're using, the cars that we driving. It had to be created. Your mind is the most powerful yet dangerous thing. Um, then going to the whole entire social media, I feel like we live in a day and age. We live in a um, photogenic society. What I mean by that is, let's say you have a girlfriend, right? She wants to take a selfie. She's not going to post that first picture. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to take about 100 pictures and post the best one. So when you look on social media and you see some people doing well or think they're doing well, you're looking at the best version of them. That can never be you. Become your best version of yourself. Um, and that's pretty much, I feel like the biggest disconnect is the relatableness. Mm -hmm. If I see someone who doesn't look like me or 60 years old and I'm 18 years old and they're telling me how I can be a doctor one day, how far and how far how far off is that though? They're telling me, hey, don't fail. Like in school, we get taught English, math, reading, writing, and science. We don't get taught how to think critically. We don't get taught how to start businesses. We don't get taught how to build credit. We don't get taught the things that were really needed to actually grow in life. And that's for like where I feel the biggest disconnect is. I agree 100%. And, and I mean, I think it was Albert Einstein who said, if a fish uh, measured its intelligence on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its life thinking it were stupid. And um, I think we find yeah. ourselves not fitting in certain pegs throughout our adolescence. And we sum that up as a reflection of us just not fitting. I use the example all the time of my freshman year of college, coming out of college with a 1.9 GPA. People go, whoa. And I say, no, that was not a reflection of my intelligence. It was a reflection of my effort. And it just wasn't there at the time. When I applied myself, I was able to get that GPA up and still graduate. I know for you, you were mentioning that, you know, being in college, you mentioned the traumatic brain injury. And we spoke a little bit before. That was a, a tough thing to deal with because it disrupted your plan B. Talk about that experience really quick of kind of the, the safety net you had for yourself and the success you're seeing in football and how it all came crashing down. I would say all our lives, we're taught at an early age, follow your dreams early on in life, but they tell you get realistic and get like a plan B. This, this is a safety net just in case your dreams don't happen. So my plan A was to make it to the NFL because I was really good at football and I got recruited heavy, heavily. I ended up going to the Citadel Military College, starting as a true freshman. Um, then my backup plan was the Citadel has a great engineering program. Mm -hmm. And I just knew for a fact I have a, a good degree from the Citadel Mechanical Engineering. And that's what I did in high school. I, I was in the engineering program in high school, so I just knew that was my route. And when my brain injury happened, for example, this conversation that me and you're having right now, Ted, if it was back then, I would not be able to remember the conversation. I would be stuttering a lot more, and my brain would hurt so heavily. Even two neurologists suggested I take time off of school. Mm -hmm. I almost fell out of school that year. Wow. And going to that, I was like, okay, well, my plan A, I can't play football or any full contact sport ever again or I might die. Plan B is, I can't pick up these engineering concepts anymore. It's really hard. So at that point, I feel like my life was a failure. But I realized that life has a way of making you go through things just to see your true purpose. Mm -hmm. So that whole entire experience, I say, was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because what if I did go to the NFL? I wouldn't have been fortunate to speak to thousands of young men and young women or write a book. What if I did become a, motor, excuse me, a mechanical engineer? Well, I'd probably be in some cubicle or some office on an engineering plan, I would not see and be as happy as I am right now being able to give my life to serve others. 
it's all the things that happen for us, not to us. And, and we've heard that a lot of times. And I think what you're mentioning there is the, the perspective aspect of it, where a lot of times when we feel like things are taken from us and we have to stoop and, and build up our lives again with these worn out tools, we, we think, why me? Uh, we think uh, it's not going to work. We've tried, we've worked so hard to get so far and then to start over is very discouraging. What was that? One I guess. Thing I realized, Go ahead. The turning point was me realizing that life still goes on. I was always saying, why me? Why me? Why me? And I said, why not me? Why can't I get to the next level? And I said, why not me right now? I got myself in that predicament. It could have been the external forces of the blows to my head. It could have been all the stuff that was going on in my surroundings, but it was the life that I chose. So going down that road, I got there. It might have been my fault, but it's still my responsibility as a human being to continue to grow. My goals don't change. The method through which I travel changes all the time. It's all about controlling the pivot. Why did I want to make it to the NFL? I wanted to make a lot of money and make my mama happy. What was my backup plan? Become an engineer. I know they make a lot of money. Mama's going to be happy with a college degree. And I said, you know what? What makes me happy? I like seeing other people thrive. And the best way to have somebody else thrive is get them at an early age where their mind is still being formed. When they have that go down a road where everybody goes down and just live the regular life or take a change and take a chance on you and believe in yourself the most and follow your dreams. But the only way you can get to your dreams, copying. It's okay to copy. Success leaves clues. Just copy the right kid. And that's what we teach. Yeah. You mentioned copying and I, I automatically think to pull the football reference into it, it it's like a playbook. If you want to learn success, there's a playbook to it. You run the plays. And sure, some might run routes better than others. Some might play zone better than others. But you look at the playbook, if you follow the X and O's that gets laid in front of you from those that have done it before, you, in essence, learn how to play this game. What was it like? And that's one of my chapters in my book, Playing a Game of Life. (laughs) It's one of my chapters. I was just going to mention, what was it like when you started seeing, because I know for, for my personal journey, it, it's we we start putting in the work before we see the results. A lot like the reactions we get in the in the gym. Um, you don't you don't get the results physically or in anything really by doing it for twenty hours straight. You get it by doing it for one hour a day for twenty days straight. It's the consistency over time that starts to breed the results. What was that transition like for you when you enacted some of these? more positive behaviors, habits, and things like that. And then you started seeing the results. What was that switch like? And how did that play into your commitment towards your goals? First thought is I had to unlearn to relearn. I was so focused on being a know-it-all saying life happened to me and not realizing that life is put here for you to make things happen. I didn't want to be that guy who 40 years down the road looked back at my life and say, you know what? I wish I would have done things differently. Um, so I realized I had to think about, you know, in school, we get taught who, what, when, where, why, how. Yeah. I think about every single day. I think about who inspired me. I said, cool. I want to make my mama happy as well as I want to make sure that I make do things that I want to do in life. What? What was my reason for starting my business? What was the reason for me becoming a motivation? What do I need to do to get 
out of the funk. Then I the, the where it's literally I have a step by step process. I read to myself every single day, or I'm in a good space, or I'm in a negative space. And the biggest thing was one of my mentors told me about the living life infinitely. Mm-hmm. See, I played sports all my life. I was a three sport athlete in co- high school, two sport athlete in college. I knew how to play a finite game. A finite game is set rules like football. It's 11 on offense, 11 on defense. You know the rules. You know first down, second down, third down. You know the game's going to come to an end. What shifted my paradigm tremendously was when I realized life isn't played to win or lose. Life is played to continue playing the game. And what I mean by that, let's say if person A is doing better than me, in life, I need to learn from that person. I'm going to follow them. Success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. We don't get to decide our future. We don't decide our habits. Our habits will decide our futures. So I will watch the habits of good successful people. I say, okay, cool. My habits don't align with that. <laughs> Let me change my habits. Then I say, all right, cool. Now I'm getting some momentum. I'm doing a little better in my life. I'm a little more happier. I'm speaking nothing but positivity in my life because I realize you are what you think. You are what you hear. You are what you're around. I have to Cut out all the negativity. Then it continued the conversation. I said, okay, cool. I started at zero. I was a college athlete. I think I'm climbing the ladder to success. I went to 10, 15, 20%. Well, life happened. I got knocked back down to 15%. Most people quit on that journey and say, you know what? Life just happened to me. I'm going to follow somewhere else or stay stagnant. I realized, I said, cool, my goal is to reach my goals and get to 100% of success. Well, Whatever I did between 15 and 20 made me step back because I wouldn't be able to go further. So let me learn from those mistakes. So when I get to 35%, 45%, continue to grow, I know that, hey, let me find all the failures and fix the failures. I want to run head first to everything that's wrong with me. And on a daily basis, I got to kill the person that I used to be because the person that who I am today doesn't have the goals of Derek Freeland tomorrow. The person who I am today is not the person that I need to be for my kids when I have kids. The person that I am today is not the human being that's my best version of me. It's like an iPhone. You don't want the first version no more. You want the 11, the 12, the next version. Constantly get better. But then I realized, continue to play the infinite game. I said, hey, when I'm winning, I'm going to win. But I'm going to prepare. Life has seasons. Summer and fall. I mean, excuse me, summer and winter. And the summer is all happy and rainbows. But you know that winter is going to come. So now I'm understanding my brain because at first I was taught that, hey, it's impossible to fail. And failure wasn't your best friend. I'm like, cool, let me figure out everything that's wrong with me so I can work on it. I got a stomach. I'm a little fat. Let me go run. My, it's my brain. My brain's not in the right category performing at maximum altitude. I need to work on my brain. So those moments I had, I was, was in negative spaces in my life. I said, cool, just don't quit. There's a reason why you're here. This is your work phase. You're a seed destined for greatness. Those dark moments in your life are simply the soil. All those tragic and adverse moments are the fertilizer you need to blossom your true purpose. And that's what's the best thing that ever changed my life. Understand, I had to unlearn what society taught me and free myself from the person I used to be in order to become the person that I need to be. And always realize at any stop of a dime, I have to be willing to get rid of the person I am just to get to the next level. That's what's wrong with us. We're so busy holding our hand or holding on to what we have, understanding that if you just let go of toxic traits, let go of the way you think, let go of the negative people that you hang around, 
let go of so much. And it's open-handed to people who are doing better than you. I don't know a single person who's really successful that will tell you they did it all by themselves. That's why I love your podcast so much. People who are like-minded that understand, hey, in life, you got to go through things. And it's okay to talk about them. Let me learn from you. Let me learn from you. And some things I might be good at. So I'm going to coach you along the way. It's all about a brotherhood. And that's one thing that changed my life. Understanding. Don't play to win or lose. Play to win the game. Play to continue the game. Play no matter where you are, winning or losing. Just continue to play the game of life. Yeah. I'm going to need everybody to run that back and play exactly what you just said two, three times a day if they really want to get going. Because what you just dropped is is the epitome of redefining ourselves to become an avatar of ourselves in the future. If we don't know where we're going, if we don't have a vision, just like a GPS, it needs two destinations. Where are you now and where are you trying to go? And you are literally telling people they need to find out who they want to be and draw the map. Draw the map and go down that route. You might come across some roadblocks, some roads might be closed. Hopefully you got the Waze app. You could take a couple of detours along the way because that's what it's all about. It might even take the scenic way. You might end up on the side road loving the scenery on your way to your destination. But as long as you know where you're going, you just got to keep inching farther and farther. Man, oh, I think that's the perfect segue. Routes change up all the time. Exactly. Ways change, routes change. It's going to be a detour in your life. And you're like, whoa, (laughs) it's not on the map. That doesn't mean you can't get to your destination. Figure out a different way. Yeah. And the best thing about the Waze app, too, because it's it's social. So you have other people that update you when there's a roadblock because you talk about not playing to win or lose, learning from others, having a community around you that can help you grow. I think it's in the book Outliers. Malcolm Gladwell says that the tallest oak tree in the forest isn't the tallest oak tree because of its own will to grow. It's because the other trees didn't shade it too much from the sun. The soil around it was fertile. And a lumberjack didn't come and cut it down before it's reached its peak. So there are a lot of things. Exactly. And you need that. I want to transition while we still have time into the I am free movement and and talk more about the work that you've been doing with youths. Um, My one question, because everything you just dropped, and I know you do a lot of discussions with the youth and and you reach out and you touch them. What do you think is the biggest thing holding them back from getting to that point where they are actually free? The biggest thing that holds them back is the person they look at in the mirror. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, it's not the environment that you grow up in. That's the excuse. That's the victim mentality. It's not your parents didn't get there. You so you're not gonna get there. It's not that I'm. I don't have the. I'm, I can't finance it. I can't afford this lifestyle. It's you. It's the way that you look at you, and how you perceive yourself. Being willing to change the person that you currently are, going back to in order to become the person that you need to be. And that's what the biggest problem with me was. I was an athlete. You know, athletes is a know-it-all. I wasn't considered, this, I was a smart jock. <laughs> so I thought I knew it all. And I realized that was what was holding me back. So once a child is able to shed away from the hurt mentality and really free themselves and say, okay, cool. This is what society's norms are. I'm pretty sure you don't want to be like the rest of society. You want to be different. It's okay. We live in the day and age where Everybody wants for us to conform. Why are you conforming to something that you don't want to be? I feel like peer pressure plays a big role. I'm like, hey, it's okay to be different. Being different sparks billionaires. Being different sparks the best people in the world. That's why they are the best people in the world, because they're different than everybody else. And we remember them from years later. And one of the advices I give 
I try to say, hey, if you don't know what you want to do in life, just figure out something that's going to make not only you proud, but the people who support you proud. And they, they understand it. And one, one thing I realized is nobody cares how much you know until you know until they understand how much you truly care. Your parents tell you, hey, Ted, do this. When teachers, hey, Ted, do that. You're like, all right, mom. All right, Miss Susan. But when someone comes at you that doesn't know you and they come at you with a big brother perspective and say, hey, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to like allow you to think, think critically about your life, think critically about where you want to be in life, and let's have the game plan, set a game plan. I realize that mentorship is the biggest thing that's going to help a kid out. I think when it comes to mentorship, the biggest thing that holds people back sometimes is ego. And you just kind of touched on it before with, hey, you know, you, you were an athlete you know, and, and a smart athlete. That's why I mentioned when, when you study mechanical engineering and whatnot, like, that's a pretty good plan B. That's, that's, showing that, hey, I, I'm focusing here. But stepping outside of that and, and having the, I guess, self-awareness or the ability to put the ego aside and think, hey, I have something to learn from this person. You know, how can we get to that point? How do you think we can get to the point of putting that ego aside that's kind of talking to ourselves? Because when we look in the mirror, especially if we're drinking our own Kool-Aid, you know, it, it's hard to kind of silence that noise sometimes. I say it's awesome to be confident. Just don't be arrogant. I realize that, hey, if I'm the biggest person, smartest person in the room, I am in the wrong room. I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Because what does that force me to do? It forces me to be really uncomfortable. So I can do one of two things. I can face everything it robs, or I can forget everything it runs. And what that allowed me to do is say, cool, who I am, going back to, is not where I want to be in life. I want to have X amount of dollars in my bank account. I want to have this type of family. I want to have this type of morals or this lifestyle. Look at myself and say, hey, do you really have that there? But egotistic means like, I get it one day. No, I got it. I'm just not my time yet. No, reality is time is the most important thing in your life. Time is a scarcity. You can't get no more time. Every single day, you're getting closer to one of your last days. So I realized, hey, I can't, I can't buy time. My ego is what's stopping me. Realizing, going back to it, I am free is the title of my book. My subtitle from the only thing stopping me. And the word me is me for a reason. That I had to cut my ego at the door. I had to check my attitude. I had to always just live a positive life and realize, hey, if I'm the biggest person, the smartest person, the baddest person, I'm the wrong person. Yeah. Because I don't see a real, real famous person or a superstar. They're really humble. The best ones are always the most humblest ones. Mm -hmm. It's something they learned along the way because you look at their track record when we first started. They weren't that way. But they realized for me to continue to grow because I have some success, humble myself so I can gain more. Going back to let go of who I am, let go of things that I'm holding on to, a title, a lifestyle, so I can get a, an increase in my life. Yeah. I think to sum that term up, and you've heard it in sports many times where they say, you know, check the scoreboard. And it's it's kind of a full assessment of where you are right now versus where you want to be. And, and it's okay to be confident with where you are right now. But if you're not at that goal, 
and we should be setting goals constantly. We should be wanting to grow constantly. And if we're not where we want to be, you know, checking the scoreboard, we still have work to do. So I think that's the good humility kind of check that we can, uh, we can all kind of adopt in order of helping us stay focused and stay, stay grow. I want to talk about the book, I Am Free. What can folks expect uh, if they hop into the book? And I know you're actually doing something amazing with the proceeds. I want to make sure that the listeners hear also. So talk about the book really quick and, and, and how you're using that to impact change and push the I Am Free movement. I'm using the book. It's a youth empowerment book. Ages the starting age range is probably about 14 years old, but it's not just for kids or young adults. It's for grown men and young women, just like myself. Um, what the book teaches us something that we never learned: social emotional learning. Going back to we learn English, math, reading, writing, and science. We never got taught how to think critically. We never got taught how to understand who we currently are, how we can better our best self. Um, through the book, it tells a little about my story. About I'm really open about the things that I went through, the negative side of my life. And I'm also open about, hey, that's not me. That was who I used to be. And in the book, it has quotes from famous people. It has diagrams. It gives you literally action items. Okay, cool. If you want to get to this level in your life, these are some things that you should do. It also gives you people who are really successful. They have quotes in the book as well as it gives you, okay, motivation piece. So let's say, for example, in a state of becoming, that's the first chapter of the book. You're like, what does that mean? I'm constantly becoming. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming more or less. My life is always on the balancing scale. So I had to understand, okay, cool. If I want to become greater, I have to be willing to put more work in. If I'm not doing anything, you're not staying still. You're getting worse off. And that's what each chapter is, a 10-chapter book. Now, one of the reasons why I wrote the book because I realized my mouth can only travel so far. Eyes can see and understand so much more because we're visual. So I wrote the book. Um, with the book, it also I created an iron free scholarship fund within the iron free movement. Proceeds from the book benefit my minority scholarship fund. Um, most scholarships are limited to a four-year traditional resi- residential university. My scholarship is super different. Um, as long as you had a 2.0 GPA the previous year, as well as a minority, you're able to get the scholarship. Now, here's one of the biggest reasons why. I created a scholarship. Let's say if I didn't want to go to a four-year degree school and become a doctor or a lawyer. Let's say if I want to be a barber. Let's say if I want to own a business or be a nail tech. Or let's say I want to be go to a trade school, vocational school. There aren't many scholarships for young people with those goals. So not only do I help the person get the money from the scholarship fund, I also connect them with mentors. So if, hey, you want to own a business, what type of business do you want to own? Well, I want to own a barbershop. Well, I want to own a sales business, or be a beauty supply person. Well, I want to just do my own thing, online digital marketing. I said, okay, cool. Do you know what you need to do? Okay, you do. Let me still put a mentor, at least one, preferably three, in your life that can just coach you. Because one thing I realized about the people that I surround myself with, in order to get what you want out of life, help as many people as possible get what they want. And your life will be easy. Yeah, simple as that. You got to keep, you, gotta, you must have to give to receive. It's the law of reciprocity. And some of the wealthiest people in the world are, are that because they've helped so many people. Derek, I feel like we could dive even more and more. I mean, we've, we barely even scratched the surface of your story. Um, but as we're coming up on our time, I'd love to invite listeners to dig deep into that, find out more about you from the book. Um, I'd also want them to, to have ways of connecting with you. So what's the best way for some of our listeners to, to get in contact with you and see some more of your work. 
to grab the book, go to www.imfreespeaks.com. Again, that's I-A-M-F-R-E-E-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. Um, all my social media handles are I Am Free Speaks. On, the cool thing about my Instagram page, I'm giving you bits and snippets of the book every single day. I give you the chapter outlines or diagrams. I'm giving you visual summaries of the chapters as well as doing a lot of giveaways. Um, I ask the audience, if you can, to support the movement, support the book, as well as each person on this platform, Ted, when they purchase a copy on the little notes section, they say they got it from the No Rain, No Rainbows. I'm going to give you a free copy of the ebook as well as another personal gift for me. That's amazing. I think our listeners are really going to appreciate that. Thank you so much, Derek. And I'm going to be sure to have those links in the show notes. So anybody that's listening right now, if they're listening on the iTunes app, they can just open up the show notes and they can tap those links right there and they'll be brought to all your profile. Um, Derek, I can't thank you enough for taking the time today to be on the podcast, man. It's my pleasure. And I'm truly grateful to be part of such a great experience, Ted. I honestly am. Absolutely. And just to recap some of the bombs you dropped along the way, my, my pen was flying during this, this podcast, how failure is the greatest thing to happen to me. You mentioned that early in the podcast. And I mean, that's really kind of summing up what we talk about with no rain, no rainbows, going through the darkness, going through that storm to get your rainbows on the other side. And, you know, life has a way of making you go through things to sh- so you can see your purpose. You know, a lot of times we look at some of the darkest days in our lives and, and we wonder why me? The hindsight is those days typically happen for us and that unleashes something within us and it puts us in a position that we need to be in in order for us to see where we're going. So it's, it's, it's ironic how it happens for any of the listeners that are currently in that spot. I encourage you to keep going and, and reach out to myself or Derek to help you kind of find your way out of that storm. And coming towards the end of the notes, because I was writing down so many, but unlearning to relearn, again, checking the scoreboard with who we are and who we want to be and knowing that time is finite along the way. The one thing I promise you, we can't get back is the time of the, of the second that just passed just now. So I appreciate you spending that second with us, but also understand how important it is. Uh, Derek, before we let everyone go, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? I just want to give a positive message. If anybody's out there going through dark times, just remember what your purpose is. And if you don't know what your purpose is, just remember that moment that you're in right now, it's creating your purpose. Once you get through the other side of it, because you will, you're going to look back and say, you know what? It wasn't that bad. You might necessarily want to go through it again, but just understand that it's creating a better version of you that you can never do yourself. I realize that the people who get the most out of life are the people that go through the most. So be happy that you're actually going through that process because not only is it changing you, it's changing your environment, it's changing people around you, it's changing your outlook on the world. So you, you're also in the process right now of learning, but I need you to unlearn the way you think about what you're going through. You're thinking about, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Or you're thinking about, oh, I hate my life. Understand that if you just change the words to this is the worst thing, no, this is the best thing, I hate until I love, Words are powerful, and that's what helped me go through my journey. I took it from the failure was the negative, most worst thing in my life. So you know what? I need this. I'm grateful for it. And be appreciative of the small things. We get sidetracked. We get so sidetracked. If you can listen to this podcast, be grateful. You have life and breath in your body. You're able to hear. You're able to see. There's more power in you, and there's greatness within you. So I'm humbled and honored to be on this platform, and I appreciate all of you. Derek, thank you so much to the listeners, to the watchers on YouTube. 
Now is your moment. Um, hopefully you're ready to go get it. This is the, the opportunity you've been waiting for. So we thank you for rocking with us the whole entire time. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd appreciate you sharing it with a friend that you think needs to hear this. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a rating, let us know how we're doing. And if, you, if you're not already a member of our Patreon page, it would be a pleasure to have you. You can get some behind the scenes extra audio from Derek Freeland and some of our other guests. It would be a pleasure to have you. You can support us for as little as $1 a month. And as we always say at the end of the podcast, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.